0: For you out there listening, you're a world-changing human being. Your thoughts, your actions, just being you. You are changing the world. So keep it up, and I acknowledge you for showing up at whatever level, whatever capacity you are. I want to support you however I can, and I think one of the best ways is to stay tuned to this 12-hour marathon. Keep learning, keep growing, keep developing yourself. Number two, though, is if you are ready to launch your podcast and get that message out to the world, I love helping people launch their podcast. One of my favorite things to do, so if you want support with that, let me know. And also, if you're ready to get your message out on the 12-hour marathon as a guest for becoming your greatest podcast, possible self, send me a message and let me know that you're thinking about that. And we'll see if it's a great fit for both of us. And if you are a great fit for becoming your greatest possible self, I look forward to talking to you send me an email chris at beyourgps.com that's b-e-y-o-u-r g-p-s dot com chris at beyourgps.com you can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3 burns and you can also find me on instagram at Am millionaire chris would love to hear from you talk to you and see how we can support you in getting your message out even more and next we're going to do the itunes review of the week and this week it's by rach gibster 13 actionable tips to up level your life i absolutely love what Chris has done with this podcast. He brings such great energy to each episode and really leaves you with actionable tips so you can implement today to make a change. So grateful to be taught by him. Thanks so much, Rach. I appreciate you. If you want to give us a review for the podcast, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes, and you can search, uh, and you can do that there Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of on the show, how we can make it even better for you. And definitely while you're there, subscribe so you can get all the latest updates. We release an episode just about every day. So you're getting constant inspiration, different perspectives, different stories, walks of life and experts who are helping you become your greatest possible self. So it's a lot of fun, definitely. And you can also just search becoming your greatest possible self and discover the podcasting platform uh, that works best for you and get this show straight to your device or wherever you listen to podcasts. So thanks in advance for doing that. I appreciate you and keep growing into your GPS. So I'm gonna introduce the woman of the hour, Annette, in just a second here. Before that though, grab a piece of paper grab a pen, be ready to take notes, be ready to receive the gold that we are going to be talking about. So much, so much juice in this conversation. I can feel it already. It's going to rock. So make sure you stay stay around, stick around all the way through till the end. Stick till the end because you never know what one idea can transform the rest of your life. What are you going to discover in this conversation? We are going to find out, so stick around and we will see. Let's introduce Annette and then we'll bring her on the screen. So after having coached over 250 clients one-on-one and leading a small international company to cross-border expansion, As chief culture officer, Annette felt a calling to get the message of sacred gifts out into the world for executives, individuals, and teams. She left her fast-paced role and ventured once again into entrepreneurship. Having previously built a multi-coach coaching practice with a licensed program for coaches across North America, Annette was ready to take the challenge. Or take the challenge, ready to take the challenge on. She was ready to take the knowledge from those experiences and apply it to something of deep meaning to her, helping others to discover their sacred gifts and to apply those gifts to create greater work and life satisfaction. She is an international speaker, trainer, and coach, and teaches on the topics of gift and purpose, providing a fresh perspective on meaning and purpose. She is a mom to two girls, has been married for 14 years, and is committed to creating a life by design and showing you how you can too. And we're blessed to have her here with us today. Annette, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman?
1: I am ready. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for
0: I having me. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being here, Annette. We're gonna dive in and have an amazing conversation. So we're we're gonna start with the theme of today, which is sharing mm-hmm. your gifts. And you know, I thought of you when creating this theme because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And you know, Adam before who's talking about you know the appearance and how we can share our gifts through that, but you really have a, a unique take on this. So what does it mean to you, sharing your gifts? How has that impacted your life, Annette?
1: Yeah. Well, what it means to me and how it's impacted my life are, are really great places to start. So I started my journey in personal development and really went full in on understanding who I was as a human, right? Yeah. And I loved that. I loved knowing what are my beliefs, what are my thoughts, what are my habits? Like, but this question of who am I, who am I kept coming up. And I stumbled upon this workshop called Discover Your Sacred Gifts, and it was in that moment... I like to say when it was like the the veil lifted, mm-hmm. and I saw myself through entirely new eyes, really understanding myself at a more deeper spiritual level, and combining that with who I am in my humanness and you and yours, mm-hmm. and how that's impacted my life is just through um, not only knowing my own gifts, but also knowing what they're not, and mm-hmm. then helping other people to discover theirs to create that feeling of purpose in their lives. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I love it. And I love how um, you were asking the question. I think we're all asking, who am I? What am I here for? Why, why, why this existence? Why this body? Why this lifetime? And yes, to really, sure. yeah, to, to get that clarity and to feel like connected with that, like knowing and, and it just feels good. It feels like I'm on purpose. I know who I am, what I stand for and why I'm here. That's, that's one of the greatest gifts we can give to ourselves.
1: Yeah, especially when you're in the realm of personal development, I think it's a question that really attracts a lot of people and probably a lot of your listeners, is that question of who am I? Why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my purpose?
2: Mm.
1: But I will say one thing about purpose, and this is that sort of fresh perspective kind of thing. And this idea comes from the creator of the Discover Your Sacred Gifts program. Her name's Monique McDonald. I know you've met her before. But this idea of not just finding, not finding your purpose, that puts us on a quest to Mm. figure something out and to try a whole bunch of things and almost gives us this impression that what we've done to date had no purpose, if we're still looking for one. <laughs> Instead, what we want to do is help people to figure out how to feel on purpose in various areas throughout their lives and to recognize where you felt on purpose previously and help you to align with your gifts so that you feel more on purpose now. And it's really a perspective shift. I think the the main thing that, that comes up for me, and I've coached a lot of people, mm-hmm. is that I see let's call it an epidemic, an epidemic of people who are unhappy and unfulfilled, who are searching for something, who don't know how to put the pieces together. And knowing and understanding your gifts is just one piece of the puzzle to feeling on purpose. But once you understand how to apply your gifts and align with them, then you can create this feeling of knowing that what you're doing actually matters, that helps you to make choices that align with your gifts so that you feel more on purpose more often. Um, if you're a team leader, helping you to align certain people in various roles so that they feel more on purpose in their lives. So, and if you're a coach, you know, helping other people to discover what their, what their gifts are and helping your clients to really live into that. I know you said a lot of the people who watch this and listen to this are coaches. So, you know, knowing and understanding your gifts gives you a whole new perspective about purpose because our, our gifts are in us as our way of giving back. So that's one of the main, main key takeaways. There are way of being of service. There are, there are way of, um, yeah, of, of feeling fulfilled and they equip us with what we need to feel on purpose. They don't create purpose. They equip us with what we need to feel on purpose. Does that
2: make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. I, I think the big paradigm shift that you're inviting people is that gifts are not outside of you. You know, purpose is not outside of you. It's not somewhere you need to get to, but it's right. simply being aware of what has been there all along. What are the patterns been and how do we illuminate that and say, okay, that's who I am. So how do I best use who I am and apply and direct focus who I am to be able to serve others and create a prosperous, fulfilling, meaningful life for myself?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stop trying to be someone you're not, right? It really allows us to um, get in touch with that part of us that's been there all along. Hmm. I'll give you the definition of sacred gifts because sometimes when I share it, it, it's a bit of a light bulb for some people too because our gifts are not things that we learn. So our sacred gifts, sacred gifts are unexplained abilities that we have from birth till death that allow us to do ordinary things extraordinarily well. And there's a lot in that definition. So they're they're in us when we're born. They're in us when we die. They may go dormant. So there may be opportunities or times in your life when the gifts are not, let's say, activated. They're dormant. But they never go away. And so if there's a person who feels maybe unfulfilled, they're feeling like they're They've lost that zest. They've had it before, but they, they don't have it anymore. Chances are either they're not applying their gifts anymore and, and they need to reawaken that gift through an opportunity, or they're applying their gifts to something that's not meaningful to them. So it can, you know, there's a bunch of different things in this in this formula, yeah. but we want to look at and understand that our gifts are not things that we learn. They're not skills and I love learning skills, by the way, I'm not yeah. saying don't learn skills,
2: I'm saying
1: <laughs> that our gifts are in us and they're innate in us. And when the opportunity comes up for us to utilize our gifts, it's like we snap right into it. I'm sure you know moments like that, right? Yeah, when you're, when you're let's say you're exhausted, you come home, it's the end of the day, you're lying on the couch, you've just had a hard day, something happened, your computer crashed, whatever, but the phone rings and somebody needs to talk to you. And if you have the gift of encouragement, you're there.
2: Yeah.
1: It just it's our way of giving back. If you don't have the gift of encouragement, you might lie on the couch and go go away. I don't like stop. Right. <laughs> that phone stop ringing, right? But once yeah. you know what your gifts are, you can live into them.
0: So powerful. So Annette, I want to go back into your journey. This is, this okay. is so incredible and um, you know, really just illuminating the definition of sacred gifts for us and how it's been showing up for you and how you've been teaching people. It. It's incredible. And I want to know, how did we get to where we are today? Being the speaker, being the, the coach for it, coaching so many people and really making this difference in their lives. Uh, take us back on the journey. Where did oh. your, your journey of asking who am I, where did that begin for you?
1: That's a great question. Like, where did the journey of asking who I am start? That started when I was a kid. I was just that kid. You know, um, I know that's not the same for everybody, but I remember picking up my first personal development books when I was in my early teens and just, yeah, yeah, just really hungry for it. And so in my early twenties, um, and I'll take you through just a little bit through the journey. I stumbled upon Peak Potentials. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with Peak Potentials Yes, It's yeah. not called that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But back in the day, there, I went to one of the Millionaire Mind Intensives and I walked into that room of a thousand people or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's so much here. I'm hungry. I want to learn mm-hmm. more. I ended up working for the company and um, working with the Success Tracks program at the time, coaching a lot of their members, and then ventured off into my own company and built the the multi-coach coaching practice. But throughout that journey, like that, I'm talking a span of like 10, 15 years there. Throughout that journey, I never stopped learning. I was always hungry. Like there's a book this high beside my bed, right, Um, of books, and there's that well there weren't podcasts back then but now there are it's like eating in digesting this the podcast the Mm. learning I think I've done over 30 courses and camps like it's just been the
2: thing yeah
1: but the course that really changed my perspective on purpose and why we're here Mm. was knowing and understanding what my gifts are and that made that made everything else make sense because up Mm. until then I was just trying to figure out my place in the world if you will what do I need to do for work? How can I impact more people? What can what can I do to make a difference? Um, what are my habits? What are my thoughts? How can I be a better? I wasn't a mom back then, but a better, now I am. So I ask those questions now. How can I be a better mom? Um, but knowing and understanding my gifts, when I stumbled upon that, it was 2008. Hmm. So it's been 11 years and i immediately fell in love with it connected with the creator of the program monique developed a coaching program for her and her graduates and ever since we've been working together now i'm working on the business development for the, for um the program because we want to get this out there to everybody you know um thousands of people have gone through the program but that's not enough thousands isn't enough <laughs> so we need more people to understand what their gifts are so that um there's this letting go of who we're not and embracing who we truly are.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, you mentioned you were asking the questions of how can I improve my habits? How can I be a better version of myself before you yeah. took this program and started learning and discovering your sacred, sacred gifts? Mm-hmm. Um, what, How did the questions, how did you, how was how you saw the world and the questions you asked and the thoughts that you, you thought, how did that change after discovering your safe, sacred gifts?
1: Oh, you have asked great questions. It really, it really shifted and changed um, because I got a clear glimpse mm-hmm. into my soul.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: as whether that's controversial for me to say or not, I don't know. No, where Bring
2: it, bring it bring, it, bring the okay. spiritual.
1: <laughs> so um, I always had this feeling of knowingness that there was something more. Yeah. Um, and I had an understanding of the law of attraction. And I had an understanding of all these different spiritual principles. Mm-hmm. I knew we had a soul. Um, I didn't understand it, though. I didn't quite get it. So in when what I learned when I did the course was kind of think about, okay, here I am. Here I am in my humanness. There you mm-hmm. are in your humanness. Mm-hmm. I can see you. I can describe you. You can describe me. I'm a woman. You just did. I've been married 14 years. I have two kids. So I wear the title of mom. I wear the title of wife. I wear the title of business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, We can describe ourselves in our humanness. It includes our personality. It includes our thoughts, our beliefs, our ego, our religion, our culture, where we come from. All of that is part of our humanness. Mm -hmm. But our sacred gifts reside in our beingness or our soul, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And that it's in complete, it can be in complete contrast to your humanness. Our sacred gifts have nothing to do with who we are as human beings. So the big takeaway I started to shift and what I really started to understand was how I'm having, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, mm-hmm. but what is that spiritual being here for? What is he or she, I don't know in my human, in my beingness, if I have a gender, but <laughs> what, what is this spiritual being here for? Yeah. And my beingness is where my gifts reside. Therefore, if my beingness wants to come out in the world and express itself in its entirety, then I will be living into my gifts, sharing my gifts with mm-hmm. the world. So there are there are 24 sacred gifts okay. and I want to know what, which of the gifts I have. And then also let go of the ones that I don't, mm. right? Let go. Oh my gosh. For some people, that's the biggest relief, but yeah. And that was the shift for me was the glimpse into, into my soul. And mm. then it was no turning back from there. Like got into the human evolution and consciousness conversations and all of that really started to fill me up
2: more. Wow.
0: I love it. I love it. And so I heard you say there that you discovered which ones you were and which ones you weren't. And I think you mentioned earlier, like trying to be something that we're not. I think a lot of people are attempting to like model and replicate success people who inspire them, leaders, influencers, coaches, business owners, even, you know, neighbors and family members, whatever, you know. And I think it's important to know what is our gifts and what isn't so that yeah. we don't try to try to be playing someone else's game, winning at somebody else's game or with their rules and we know who we are and what our our rules for success and happiness and fulfillment are.
1: I say knowing and understanding which gifts you don't have actually eliminates the guilt, the shame and the blame that we experience when we are not in tune with that. Um, So as an example, so there's a score sheet and assessment, all this stuff that that you go through when you figure out what your gifts are. And I scored really high in the sacred gift of service.
2: Hmm.
1: But in my beingness, I know that that I don't have that gift. The sacred gift of service is um, one where it's more task oriented you're kind of like the backbone of an organization you see the things that need to get done i learned all of that i learned all of that through my both of my parents who have this gift and i learned how to see what needs to be done to get things done to do all the tasky type things but it doesn't fill me up like it doesn't bring me joy and one of the characteristics of a sacred gift is that you feel fulfilled when you are utilizing the gift. So through the the course, I got to realize, well, it's not a sacred gift for me. It's a skill. I've learned how to, to do the tasks and get things done and wipe the counter in the bathroom, you know, so it's nice for the next person, that kind of thing. But for some people, doing those things actually brings them joy. It actually... Mm-hmm has them feel give them a sense of purpose of the kind of behind the scenes and when someone with that gift realizes this is actually a sacred gift and life would not operate the way it does without you in it that's hugely um life-changing for some people because they just think they're doing a thing right mm-hmm. but now it has a purpose mm-hmm. so yeah
0: and it's it's really like you can tell am i on track or off track this this becomes a new gps so to speak no, of sure. of directing your life a new barometer a new thermostat a new thing that says hey am i operating in my zone of genius. I think a lot of people talk about that a lot as well as like, what's your zone of genius? Stay in that, stay in that 80% of the time and then have 20% of the time doing the administrative and all the other stuff that you got to do as part of being a human. But like, how can you engineer and and design your life, create your life so that you're in that genius zone, that those sacred gifts, 80% of the time.
1: Yes, and may I say that there is a gift that absolutely loves the administrative stuff. And of the course. Practice, right? <laughs> so if you're the type, so I'm going to getting a little glimpse here that maybe that isn't one of your sacred gifts. Okay, <laughs> so you brought more like the visionary gift and the yes. teaching gift, and and probably because you're a coach, maybe the the sacred gift of encouragement, and because yep. you love conversations that kind of thing and maybe not the sacred gift of planning well isn't that a blessing to know mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. know that it's not in your genius zone or it's not in your you know your realm of your gifts but there are other people out there with that gift who would yeah. love to be of service to you if they align with your vision right, right. if they align with who you are so yeah so you know we need to know who we are and what our mm-hmm. gifts are and let other people do the stuff that they that they love to do.
0: Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, I'm sure that people can get become aware of what their sacred gifts are when they have a conversation with you, when they go through, you know, one of your programs or courses, uh, what, what do they need to know in this conversation, uh, before they're ready to make that kind of a decision and like take the next step. I mean, there's, there's probably people out there who are, who are saying, man, this is, this is awesome. I want to know my sacred gift. I want to take the next step. What is it? You know? So we're going to tell them how they can do that as well. And for the people who are still like on the fence and they're like, Hmm, you know, it sounds interesting. I, I need to know a little bit more about it. And, and, uh, how I can get the information. What, what are the next steps for them? Um, so I want to address both of those. Where did you want to start Annette?
1: Oh my goodness. Where do you want to start? (laughs) I'm good with whatever you want to talk about.
0: Okay. Um, let's talk about, uh, how does someone start to look at, at patterns that they might have had in their, in their journey to start illuminating what some of their sacred gifts might be?
1: Okay, love that. So in the actual um sacred gifts program, we divide it into three parts, and the first part is that the first part is really about looking for clues um of this of sacred gifts in your life. So we teach something, um, we'll call them the four signs of sacred gifts, and the four signs of um sacred gifts are the following: so it's an acronym free F-R-E-E. Um, you you want to look for feedback. The first The first place where you can look for a clue in sacred gifts, uh, whether or not you have a gift or not, is the feedback that you get from others. So as a visionary in your business or as um, a podcast, you know, presenter or interviewer, people are going to be giving you feedback constantly Mm -hmm. about what's working for them, what's not. Um, And more often than not, when you feel energized and alive. with the feedback that you get, you know what's resonating with you, that could be a clue that you have a sacred gift. So you hear things like, I don't know how you do what you do, you make that look so easy. Um, uh, For some specific gifts, I've never thought of it that way before. Um, I wish I could do it the way that you do it. And sometimes when you're in this leadership role, you just want to help people to live into a greater version of themselves. And sometimes, sometimes it's just them admiring you in your gifts, if that makes sense. So the first clue of a sacred gift is to look for the feedback or to listen to the feedback that people give you. So the first letter is F stands for feedback. R stands for repeated patterns. So if if I look back in my life and I look at um, – the games I used to play and who I wanted to be when I grew up. Okay. Mm. So if I look at my, at the stuff that uh, I was actually just going through this with my girls, because we have this book that they keep track of who do you want to be when you grow up and all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking back to mine and it was always teacher it was teacher, teacher, mm. teacher, teacher, teacher mom teacher 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 (laughs) like that's what I wanted to be when I grew up when we played instead of playing house we played school guess who got to be the teacher me Um, when you know and I had all my students sitting there Um, when I was in high school I was tutoring people in math when I got to university I did my degree in kinesiology and I started teaching exercise rehabilitation at the pool and I started doing cardio Cardiac rehab and teaching people about heart health and physical health and well, wellness well-being. Okay, anyway, so you look at the whole trajectory of your life and you look for those repeated patterns of things that you're doing over and over. And what was I doing? I was teaching, right? I was teaching in different ways, different vehicles, and that is one of my sacred gifts. Um, I'm using it right now to talk about sacred gifts, and you know, and now I use my sacred gift of teaching. In various vehicles I do corporate training I do webinars and podcasts Mm -hmm. um, various vehicles for work and then also at home helping my kids with their homework um, helping a friend through something right so we've we've got these gifts that we can see the repeated patterns for throughout our lives the third the the third uh, I guess letter E Mm -hmm. is energizing to you so when you are in your gifts you will feel naturally alive. So think about the things that make you feel excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, Think about the things that energize you. Think about the things that you could lose track of time doing. So we have people go through those exercises to reflect on that. Mm -hmm. And then the last E is extraordinary results, which is actually part of the definition, right? Our gifts Mm -hmm. create extraordinary results. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that you do that you make look effortless that other people kind of They sort of throw up their hands sometimes. They're like, I don't know how you do what you do, but you're awesome. Here, it's for you, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting extraordinary results where somebody else would maybe need to put in a lot more effort to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a good example of, of one of the gifts. So there's a sacred gift of encouragement. I already mentioned it really quickly. And communication is a tool that we can learn, right? We can learn how to listen. We can learn how to ask questions. We can learn how to, um, Clarify and verify and all of those pieces to be an effective communicator But someone with the sacred gift of encouragement doesn't have to think of any of that Mm. They just hold the space and just by their presence alone Someone feels better by having them listen if you don't have the sacred gift and you're constantly wanting to give advice Or you just have a really hard time following the rules of communication Give yourself some slack give yourself a break. You might not have the sacred gift But you can still learn how to be a more effective communicator, right? So, um. Yeah. So, extraordinary results is the last I one.
0: It. I love it. I, I just totally see myself in the encourager role because, mm-hmm. like, I I love listening. You know, I love just mm-hmm. holding space for people to to feel heard, to be, feel seen, to feel validated. And you know, I think it's it's incredible just being a witness. You know, like the the act of witnessing something um, as as a consciousness, as a presence, witnessing another soul. It's just so beautiful. You know.
1: Yeah, and if you have that gift, you'll hear things like. I've never told anyone this before, but can I share something with you or the, or you'll be standing in the grocery store line and someone will just start talking to you or on the airplane, right? You would just want to get to your book, but someone starts talking to you. Mm -hmm. Um, because you have this energy about you that is inviting conversation. And again, it's not an advice giving gift. There's another gift for that, but it is just a holding space gift. And people feel better just after talking to you. They'll say it. They'll say, geez, I just feel better Mm -hmm. after talking to you. Thanks for listening. You know, so that's the feedback that you can get.
0: It's beautiful. I love it. So just to go over the formula again, the F is for feedback. And, uh, it's important that we listen to that and hear what are the signs that people are giving us saying that, you know, Oh my, oh, like what, what feels like flow? What it's like, Oh, how are you so natural? How are you so good at this? Just doing this? Like it, you make it look so easy. I think you said that's great feedback. Um, the repeated patterns, what can we see along our life? That's the R repeated patterns. What, what have we done again and again for you? It was the teacher, right? Being in that teacher role and, uh, Wanting to teach and illuminate knowledge and wisdom for people, the E, the first E is energizing to you. So after we are in our sacred gifts, it it like leaves us more alive it and leaves us full of energy and full of, um, you know, just presence and like juice to go do even more after that. And the last E is extraordinary results. So things that, um, you know, just seem effortless, we can do big things, you know, I, I'm curious, what do you think for doing a 12 hour marathon, uh, 12 hour live stream marathon? What, what's a gift for that? That's pretty Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: There's a lot
1: of gifts in here. Well, first of all, I don't know if you're planning and organizing it or not. Or if you have a whole team behind the scenes
2: yeah, doing, I do, the I do. Hours. yes. So,
1: so, the, so that's a, that's a different set of gifts. Okay. Um, what I see in, in you right away, Chris, and it's not up to me to tell you what you're gifts are but i can give you some insight maybe you can say yeah i think i might have that gift or no no i'm just you know i just i just make it look easy
2: right, right. <laughs> but
1: but um obviously the gift of vision because you're creating something that hasn't been there before mm-hmm. um you're attracting a team and people who want to get behind you in your mission you're kind of forging a path and you see above the trees so you're seeing t- five years ten years ahead where the rest of, of the people in your group might be in the trees, you know, cutting down the forest as they go and, and making a path and making the trail yeah. so other people can follow along. Um, so the gift of vision would be alive and well. The gift of encouragement because there's conversation. You're asking questions. The questions are being answered of you. Um, you know, there's the, the gift of knowledge, I would probably assume, is uh, is a – is a potential gift for you because that because you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Like you want to learn, you know, and you want to gather that information. And you wouldn't be talking to hundreds of people or thousands of people picking their brain about a different topic if you weren't hungry to learn yeah. yourself, right? So that's just a handful of gifts that you might have. And I'm sure you can see the clues um, in your life and the feedback yeah. through patterns throughout your life. Um, but you'll probably have some that... I can't see. Mm. And um, and I, we would have to be in deeper conversations. Most people, I don't want you to get stuck on a number, but most people have somewhere, let's say, between four and eight gifts. Some people have ten. Some people, you know, but it's somewhere in that range. It's not like you take a score and it spits out, here your top five gifts and the rest. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's really... An application of you know these are the results that I'm seeing in my life when we see the results we can and how we feel about those results then we can assume that um, a gift might be at play I, I do want to clarify one thing if I may sure. so those four signs that I gave you of, of a sacred gift mm-hmm. those are the clues what to look for if you're kind of in that well how where do I start? How do I start looking for what my gifts might be? So th- those four signs are what you might start looking for. Mm-hmm. But if it's okay with you, I'd love to go through the feel on purpose formula and give some insight, yeah, to it. to the listeners on how to feel more on purpose in their lives. Yes. Okay. So so this also has four parts to it and if you have a pen and paper, people are going to want to write this down cuz it's very insightful and life-changing the first piece of feeling on purpose in your life is to know what your gifts are i'm always going to start there Mm -hmm. because that's what we teach (laughs) you know which of the 24 sacred gifts do you have which ones do you not have and so that you'll start aligning your gifts in different ways in your life so the first the first piece of the feel on purpose formula is to know what your gifts are the second piece is to apply those gifts to something meaningful to you Mm. So let's take my teaching example as an example if I were teaching somebody how to play badminton which I don't know how to do but I probably could be very effective at it if somebody taught me the skills and told me what to do I probably could teach someone else how to play badminton with some practice but it wouldn't necessarily be meaningful to me so even though I would be operating in a gift I wouldn't necessarily feel on purpose. Another example might be you're a writer and you want to write um, travel stories. Okay. That's what's meaningful to you is sharing cultures around the world and talking about travel, but your writing job is maybe writing marketing copy for shoes. As an example, Um, you may not feel on purpose. So even though you're living in your gifts, you're not applying it to something meaningful to you. Similarly, if you're working in an environment that's meaningful to you but not activating your gifts, you also will not feel on purpose. You can see where that those two are important, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So apply your gifts to something meaningful to you. Some people, if you don't know what's meaningful to you, um, think about what you're passionate about. Think about what kind of legacy you might want to leave. Think about the things that you want to where you want to make a change in the world. Think about the things that are important. To you why you wake up in the morning we all have something that gets us out of bed in the morning so what's meaningful to you and your gifts the third piece is um so is that you know who is benefiting hmm. from the application of your gifts so this can happen a lot and um if you think about this is where our personality can get in the way actually so our humanness and why we need personal development to like break through our shells so let's right. say you're a writer and um and you write you wrote a screenplay and it's in the top drawer of your desk and nobody is ever going to read it because you won't get out of your own way and submit it to somebody so that they read it you will not feel on purpose even though you used your gifts you applied it to something meaningful to you nobody is benefiting from your gift so you won't feel on purpose You feel, you know, lost, unfulfilled. So we need to get that feedback from people that what we're doing matters. If you're a team leader, and I know you are, Chris. Mm -hmm. So there are people behind the scenes in your organization who are doing a lot of stuff and hopefully, hopefully living in their gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And you get feedback from your listeners and you get feedback. You get the thank yous, the kudos, the I loved the show. It was great. Um, you know, thank thank you for what you do. You get that. So you know who's benefiting from you doing this work. Mm -hmm. The people behind the scenes, unless you are one of those, and I imagine you probably are, like modern leaders who make sure that they're really acknowledging their team, thanking their team, sharing that feedback. Mm -hmm. In some organizations, people never hear that stuff and they don't feel purposeful in their work. So they might still love what they're doing, They might still be in their gifts, but if they don't hear the feedback, then they're not going to feel on purpose. They're going to go find somewhere else to know that what they're doing matters and to know that somebody is benefiting from their gifts. So as a team leader, right, you and I are both team leaders, we want people to feel on purpose, we want people to be happy in their work, we want to eliminate turnover, we want to increase retention in our organizations. So when we do those types of things, one of our jobs is then to let our teams know that what they're doing matters and who said it, what kind of feedback are we getting, um, why what they're doing actually matters then they will feel more engaged and purposeful in their work.
0: So So I love this because... Even as a team leader, you can, you can acknowledge and praise and do all these things that makes a team feel good. Mm-hmm. And if it's always coming from you, quote unquote, then it could kind of get stale and say, okay, well, he's just, of course, he's supposed to tell me that. But if they get the feedback that the work that we're doing, this project, this mission, this, you know, organization, what we're out, out to create and the community that we're impacting people's lives that are actually uh, changing because of whatever it is that's being, uh, you know, produced, whatever their work, whatever their gifts are being sacred gifts are being applied to, um, when you get that feedback, then it's like another level of like, Oh my gosh, like I'm doing good in the world. My life, my, my purpose, um, you know, I feel on purpose.
1: Totally hundred percent. So it's really important to make sure that you're giving your team that feedback and, and if you're operating, okay, let's say, um, let's say we're just, we're, Yeah, let's say we're just utilizing one of our gifts out in the world and we don't see the kudos, we don't see the thanks. Mm. Um, Not necessarily that like you're craving appreciation, that's not what it's about. It's just about knowing that there is somebody benefiting. If you don't see that end result, then it can feel somewhat empty, like Mm. that you're doing it for no reason, right? So that's the third piece. Mm -hmm. Um, The fourth piece of the Feel On Purpose formula is that you apply your gifts to something meaningful to you and you know who's benefiting, Mm -hmm. but you're in a vehicle that aligns with your humanness. And this is where it's important to really understand who you are in your humanness. Mm -hmm. Because if you are the type of person, let's say, who loves the game of business. Okay, Chris, you love the game of business. Mm -hmm. Let's play this business game. It's a game we're gonna, you know, we're gonna knock it out of the park. We're gonna do this thing. And if you're the type of person who really is not uh, business oriented, really does not want that pressure, that stress, Mm. starting a business, even if they're in their gifts, doing something meaningful to them and knowing whose benefit the business will suck the life out of them. Mm. Right? So instead we need to find vehicles that align with who we truly are and vice versa. You could be an employee using your gifts. It's meaningful to you. You know who benefits, but you need that, you know you, you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you just you need to build your thing you need to leave your legacy so we see that all the time too right mm-hmm. so knowing who you are and what vehicle works for you so some examples of vehicles might be a podcast here mm-hmm. we are on one yeah. uh, facebook live um could be a vehicle could be speaking so speaking is not a gift it's a vehicle mm-hmm. um if you have the sacred gift of writing, a vehicle could be a blog, it could be a book, it could be a screenplay, right? So mm. there's various vehicles that we can use. It could be a part-time job, a contract job, a freelance job. You get what I'm yeah. saying.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: so we have to find that vehicle that aligns with who we are mm. as a human so that we are being true to ourselves.
2: Mm.
0: And that, it sounds like that could take experimentation too, like looking at where we've, we've thrived, maybe on a, on a team playing baseball, you know, like that, that was a vehicle, so to speak, that (laughs) was fun for us. And maybe when we had to go study on our own, this is this, I'm giving my own example. You know, I love teams. I played, played baseball, played hockey. I loved being on the team. Um, but when I had to go study on my own, like I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilled with, with that. Like I felt like, I'm all by myself. like this is no fun, but like jumping into a video game, playing with teammates, being a part of a, a mission and a story with multiple people and personalities and characters, like that was—I felt a part of an ecosystem, a community. Sure. So I, I recognize yeah. that people are an important part of me to to be happy and fulfilled.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good example. Let's use the baseball as an example just for a second, okay? Yeah. Because we look at. The sport, you'll have, there's a lot of people who've gone through this program with me and they're like, but I just, if I could, I would surf all day <laughs> or if I could, I would play baseball all day or whatever it is. Right. Because it's fun for them. Yeah. Now the baseball or the surfing isn't necessarily the, the gift at play because right. you do have to have a beneficiary of a gift. Mm. Remember our gifts are not ours for our benefit. They're ours to benefit others. They're ours to give away. It's mm-hmm. a really clear distinction. Mm-hmm. So, in the baseball example, although you felt alive and energized, and you loved being around the people, I imagine—maybe I'm just using me as an example here—but I imagine you were really encouraging to your teammates. That you mm-hmm. cheered them on. That you, you know, encouraged them during hard times. Yep. That would be your sacred gift of encouragement. At play in um, in your team. yeah I always yeah. used to joke, <laughs> and I still joke about it. I never won the MVP. I used to play basketball and volleyball. Wow. Never won the MVP, but I always won um, the sportsmanship award. Really? Because I was on the bench. Like, yeah, go team! <laughs> like, right? I didn't. I wasn't on the first line. I was, you know, sometimes second or third line. But I didn't care. I was there. We're traveling together. We're on the bus together. We're doing fun things. I was in my gifts of encouraging other people and having a ball doing that. It was a different vehicle. So anyway, of the, of the gifts that you have, you'll use them in different ways in different Mm. places in your life. So it's a fun way to look at it.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm curious with this feel on purpose formula, like depending on where people are at, they might have tons of clarity on, you know, like, Oh, I I get it. This is, this is my purpose. Or they might be like just at the beginning, you know, if someone is this better or worse for someone who is, is like completely unclear, or is there still advantages to, you know, do the sacred gifts test. And for people who feel like they're, they're in their stride and in, in their momentum, is it still, uh, you know, really insightful and valuable for them.
1: Absolutely. You know, this this work is a is a work of introspection. It's a work mm. of understanding who you really are, regardless of where you are on the journey. Um, I can't say it's better or worse depending mm. on where you're at. What I can say is that we've had too many people <laughs> say to us, "I wish I knew this sooner." Mm. So you know, it's it's not a matter of if it's a or when it's it's a matter of knowing your gifts will shift your perspective Mm. um we had one lady who had an entire business plan built out and had been in her business for a couple years she was still you know startup phase because a couple years you're still pretty fresh Mm. but the business plan was going she's rocking and rolling and she did the course and she said why didn't i know this two years ago i would have built a different business Mm. so you know it just gives you that clarity Um, for somebody in transition really not sure it'll give you that clarity too. So in terms of, I think you're asking, do you need to know what's meaningful to you in order to understand what your gifts are?
0: It's like, is there still application for it? Even when yeah. you're kicking butt and taking names in life?
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what it does is it just gives you that license. I'm going yeah. mm. to say you, Really be who you already are and then to witness those gifts in others and if you're at that place in your life where you're taking names and all that stuff then um what I love anyway is I can see and identify the gifts in others Mm -hmm. and encourage those gifts or foster those gifts in other people too. So it's not even,
0: it's not even just about self awareness. It's about how do I going through this program? They'd be able to say, what are your gifts? Or even to, to direct people to get this same benefit that they've received of, Hey, I have this awareness and you should have it too. Like you deserve to know what your sacred gifts are so you can live a fulfilling on purpose life.
1: Yeah, so we actually have a certification program for coaches who want to be guides and take people through it, which is life changing for their clients, right? So it gives you this tool in your toolbox. Um, but what I want to say about the relationship piece, let's just let's just go there for a minute, okay. because before I knew what my gifts were, um, there were things about my husband that kind of drove me crazy. <laughs> Like just being honest, because he's a total visionary, he's got 500 ideas going all at once. He's, you know, and brilliant ideas, but I'm a planner. I have the sacred gift of planning. I have a very strong gift in planning. And I'm like, which one are we doing? Like which of these ideas (laughs) you want to go for and then I'll execute. Like just tell me what you want to do. So before I understood gifts, I just thought it was a personality quirk that we were going to constantly have this like idea versus planning thing in our marriage. When I understood gifts and I could see the sacredness of the gifts different than just a personality quirk or, you know, understanding the humanness behind it. But when I could see the gift of vision in him as a gift and that his job was to speak the vision. And then those who want to join on to that train are going to join on to that train. And my job with the sacred gift of planning is to choose which vision I want to execute on, is to choose where I what's meaningful to me, what I want to do to feel more on purpose in my life. So I don't have to do all the visions. I can just, right? I can have that power of choice as well. So from a relationship perspective, and insight in with your partner, with your kids, um, with family members—that has been huge for a lot of people too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just in seeing, oh, now I get why my mom does that, or now I understand why my kid does that, or now you know. So it's an awareness for sure. You know, of- I,
0: I love this because I'm I'm on the the cutting edge of personal development, personal growth, constantly challenging myself. You know, so number one, this is another tool in the tool belt so to speak another layer of distinction uh and you know at the at the level that this is it's like purpose you know like there's practically no deeper that this can go in terms of something that's valuable right the depth of value the depth of impact that this has on on someone's life like i haven't i haven't gone through the program yet but i imagine you know game changer freaking yeah. game changer right? yeah so that's cool and i also i think to my dad i love my dad He's awesome. And there's certain things about him, like you said, with your, your husband, like I just he does certain things. And I'm like, OK, well, what are his gifts? How could I how could I see him through the eyes of spirit, source, creator, God, whatever, uh, with with total compassion, total grace, total acknowledgement of his gifts at whatever level he is executing them? you know, like everyone has their own level of, of how they're showing up with those gifts. And how could I, how could I encourage him? How could I really speak life into him and the things that matter most to him and, and help illuminate this, this path for him. And maybe he's not ready to go through the program. Maybe he is, I don't know, but like I could at least be there as a champion for him, having this level of awareness to say, Hey man, I love you. And, and what about this? Like, you want to go do this more? You want to, you want to hang out and, and spend some time doing this? Like, and I would have a vocabulary to be able to speak to what is most meaningful and important to him, which I think would be transformational.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're saying exactly what happens for the people who go through the program. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you put on. So take off your glasses, Chris. Put on a new pair. Like that's basically what it is, right? Yeah. So there you go. So you're looking through entirely new lens. You're seeing the world in a different way. Um, and as a parent, I don't know. Do you have kids, Chris? Not yet. Soon. Okay. Soon. Oh, you're expecting? Not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 I was gonna be like, whoa, that's exciting. Um, so my, so I have two girls. They're 13 and 11. And one of my daughters has the sacred gift of craftsmanship. One of them has the sacred gift of service. Um, Although I'm debating, I'm wondering if maybe she has the sacred gift of assistance because she seems to just want to help me. So here's an example. My, my youngest who I thought had the sacred gift of service and maybe she does, she'll have to identify it for herself when she's older, but she takes the broom out of the broom closet and sweeps the floor without me asking, or she'll, clear the table without me asking or she'll one day and one day I saw her lift the laundry basket out of the living room because you're folding towels together she lifted the laundry basket up. she starts carrying it upstairs and I turned to her and I said Cassandra thank you that's really kind of you to you know take the laundry basket upstairs I didn't ask you to do that and she looked at me and she just sort of took this sign she said mommy I just like helping you and I was like oh I could be the beneficiary right now of her sacred gift of assistance, which is a gift where you just want to help another person succeed in whatever it is that they're doing. It's like you're the wind beneath the wings for somebody. You foresee what what they need in order to be successful in order to get things done. Every CEO wants somebody with the gift of assistance on their team. (laughs) But what I'm what I'm saying is as a parent, I can see these gifts, I can foster them. My daughter with the gift of craftsmanship, we have a whole area in her room where she can make the mess that she needs to make with the canvases and the paints and the pens. And I would never show you a picture of it because you'd think I was ha- like had no housekeeping abilities whatsoever. Because <laughs> it is so messy. But but she has this gift and I get to foster it. Yes. And I yeah. get to say, go for it, honey. Like go create without the things that were imposed maybe on me or on a lot of us when parents don't understand sacred gifts Mm -hmm. and we're maybe misguided a little bit, or maybe the gifts are kind of shoved down a little bit because they're misunderstood. So things like that. So yeah, it's very empowering.
0: It's awesome. It's, it's, you know, like really connecting. It's, it's one of the deepest levels. I imagine of of soul connecting that we can do as human beings is seeing that which is most important to someone else. It's like, like I, I think we talked about me earlier being witness and encouraging people, holding space to people. What, what better contribution or service or beingness can we be mm-hmm. than to spot someone else's soul's greatest self-expression and, and way of being?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It feels good. I mean, it feels good to have that awareness and encourage and foster the gifts in others it feels equally as good to live into your gifts um so yeah knowing and understanding the idea the concept of gifts just again it's a it's a new pair of glasses it's a new perspective it's a way of seeing the world in a different light it's going past the humanness it's releasing judgment Mm. of who i think you are when i look at you and the impression i have of you All I'm seeing is your humanness. My first impression is just your humanness. Mm. But if I come to this call knowing, in this human being sitting in front of me right now, there are many gifts at play, and my job is to be of service. My job is to use my gifts. Your job is to use yours. Mm. Mine. My job is not to judge about who you are and what you do and why you do it or any of that. Mm. And it just has you walk around life a little differently. I
0: love it. I love it. This is gold. Uh, Anything else that you feel our audience needed to know about sacred gifts, about the feel on purpose formula, anything Mm -hmm. else that we we can do to um, really step into them more? Of course, we're going to share how they can uh, get in contact with you, how they can possibly go through the program themselves and get these huge benefits and um, discover their sacred gifts. But is there anything else you feel they, they might need to know before making that decision?
1: Well, I wish we had a live question feed because that would be way better mm. than me guessing. Yes. <laughs> but I think we've touched on most of the main points that I think would give your listeners an idea of what gifts are, you know, what are gifts? What are they not? They're not skills. They're within us. Where do they come from? How are they different than our humanist beingness? How many gifts are there? Yeah. How do we use them? How do we align with them? Those are all the things I typically share. Oh.
0: Gold. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is awesome. So, I want to tell people how they can stay connected with you, and what are their next steps. And then we'll wrap up the conversation with the. It's called the minute to win it. And It's just a heartfelt message from you about sacred gifts, about you know people being their greatest possible self. Whatever you want to share with them.
1: That's okay. so funny. I forgot about the minute to win it. So I have to totally <laughs> come from.
0: You can't do it wrong. If you're coming from your heart, you can't do it okay. wrong. Okay.
2: <laughs> tap into it.
0: Okay. So, first of all, let's let them know how they can stay connected with you. Uh, what are their next steps? How Can they even join the program and and continue this work?
1: Yeah. So I'm easy to find on Facebook. Um, I actually stuck my middle name in there just because there were a lot of Annette Sharps in the world. So um, Sharp is with an E on the end. But my name is Annette Michelle Sharp on Facebook. Find me there. Um, I also have a private page, Annette Speaker Culture Builder Coach Um, So there's that. But if you are interested specifically in learning about your sacred gifts and you want to purchase the online program, we do have a digital online program, you can just go to yoursacredgifts.com and all of the information is there. If you're a coach and you're curious about the certification program, you actually do have to do the course first. So, you know, that's the first step um, to make sure you're really aligned with the message and, and that kind of thing. There might be some people there going, but I want to be a guide too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you need to do that first step and all of the information there to purchase the program and get started with it is there.
2: Cool, awesome. YourSafeGifts.com
0: your sacred gifts.com. And can you remind us who is a good fit and maybe who is not a good fit for the program?
1: Well, most people who are attracted to this work. Even if they land on our website, mm-hmm. they're a fit mm-hmm. <laughs> because the name of it, your sacred gifts, right? Um, it wouldn't be your listeners. You know, somebody who's somebody who wouldn't be a fit would be somebody who's just completely closed minded. If you, uh, even somebody who might be atheist, doesn't believe in spirituality, would still find some value in it because it's a bridge between um it's a bridge between both worlds and it kind of actually we have a guide funny enough um she kind of came into the program really not connected to her spirituality at all didn't really believe in that stuff you know and she did the sacred gifts work it got her in touch with her beingness Mm. And then she decided to become a guide because she loved it so much. And she said it totally opened her up to, you know, a whole new way of looking and seeing the world. So if you're not open to a change, don't do the program. How about that?
0: Mm. (laughs) Amen. I love it. Super simple. And for people who are really wanting to discover their sacred gifts, wanting to feel more on purpose, more alive, more connected with other human beings. It sounds like that. Those are all people uh, who would be a great fit for the program.
1: I think if you're coming to a place called um, burning it up, coaching or becoming your greatest possible self, you are that person who's Mm. looking for this foundational piece. And to me, it's the foundation. It's the Mm. piece that makes everything else make sense. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: That's my minute to win it right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we're going to go even deeper. And I, I want to okay. go even deeper with it because you, you okay. got so much. You you just like are a radiant light of love, of purpose, of possibility, of beingness. And uh, I just want to tap into that. Okay. So before that, I just really want to encourage everyone, go to yoursacredgifts.com, go find out about the program, go see what your next steps are with Annette and see how you can continue your journey with her. Also search Annette Michelle Sharp and you can find her on uh, Facebook as well. So Annette, just what do you what do you feel like the world needs to hear today? Maybe someone out there who's suffering, who's in a uh, challenging place, or just, you know, what you've seen uh, that the world is needs to step into. What is that?
1: Yeah, the thing that every single person needs to know is that you have sacred gifts and they're in you to share with others. There's a reason why you're here. There are no accidents. And if you're in a place of discomfort or if you're in a place of challenge or change or transition, who you are is not what you're experiencing outside of yourself right now. And getting in touch with the truth of who you are, this might sound cheesy, but it will set you free from those shackles of being held and confined. Um, What I want every single person to know is that you have a reason for being here. And it can be simple. It can be huge, but you have gifts to share with others. So if you can walk away with that, if you can walk away, just knowing that you have gifts and not even knowing what they are, but that you have them, then I'm happy. I've done my job.
0: Amen. Amen. And if you need a reminder, write it on a sticky note, (laughs) put it on your fridge, put it on your mirror, put it on your phone, Mm You have gifts. If you're at a place where you're you're looking for that that inspiration, you're looking how to how do I get through today? You know, if you're at that place, write it down. If you are um, knowing you have great potential and you just need that reminder to stay on track, right? Hey,
1: I just thought of one more thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just interrupted. I just thought of one more thing. Um, the feeling of oh shoot, now I lost it. Okay, it's not important. I'll put it in the comments somewhere. It was there, and now it's gone. I guess I was
2: supposed to say it.
0: <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. It's perfect. And uh, you know, for anyone who who wants to find out what that is, they can definitely send you a message and let let you know. And how powerful this conversation was. I've loved it, and uh, I know the work that you're doing in the world is helping thousands already tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions more to come, because I know you're just getting started. So uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate you and for sharing your sacred gifts with our audience.
1: Thanks, Chris. It's been so much fun. I appreciate you too.
0: I appreciate you. Have a great day.
1: Okay, bye.
0: From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self?